And I always say real estate really is a mindset game. I would say it's 95% mindset. If you think you can do it, then you will achieve it. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, it's Sarah Larby. Welcome back to another episode of Where Should I Invest? Today's guest is Esther, the investor, Esther Nicholas, and she is a wealth of knowledge. I think you guys will really love today's podcast. A real estate investor and also has started her own group of investor meetups in Ottawa called Wink. And it is for women. Super awesome. And uh, reach out to her if you want to be part of that. We talk about how she scaled to own a 25 unit multifamily. We talk about women in real estate, the mindset game, and a lot of other things along the way. And if you are interested in joining, don't forget we are having a retreat in August at Inspire Beach Resort, which is the resort I am building with Harry James and Joe Ferrara. Send me a message if you want more information on that, which is sarah at sarahlarby.com or on Instagram, which is investor Sarah Larby. And let's bring in Esther. Esther, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. I'm excited. You were recently on my other podcast, the Right Club podcast, and, uh, and today I am interviewing you all to myself. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, before we do get started, maybe just give us a quick background on, on who you are and, and possibly what your, your strategy and real estate portfolio looks like today. Yes, so uh, I'm a full-time teacher. I teach uh, French immersion in grade seven uh, full-time and I live with my family in Ottawa. We have a bungalow and uh, we've been living in Ottawa since uh, 2013. We love it here uh, and we started investing in 2015 sort of by accident like we were talking uh, about the other day where we decided to put a, an um, income property in the basement and uh, because we didn't need all that space, then we rented the basement for uh, six years. So we house hacked, it went really well. And then in 2019, we decided to actually start investing and, and venture off with other properties. And, and here we are today. Amazing. Now, are you in the conversion realm? Or are you doing multifamily? Like walk us through a little bit of, you know, what, what it is that you're, you're specifically purchasing these days. Yes. So although the first one was a conversion, we never really did any other conversion after that. We uh, did the burr method, but really light burrs. <laughs> we really like cosmetic ones where the, the bones are really, really good. It just needs some, uh, some work in, in the cosmetic uh, way um so we usually go for houses that the decorations are so so or, and we can change the flooring we can change uh, the fixtures and you know like a grandma special type of thing something with some yeah. pink pink or yellow carpets that can just yes those that. are my favorite yes <laughs> those are definitely my favorite we try to avoid big big ticket items like you know windows or roof or foundation issues um so yes we like you know quick burrs and then uh and then so we have a couple of single family homes in and around ottawa and uh, in 2021 actually at the very beginning of 2021 we decided to um level up a little bit and because we like the single family homes because they're so 
um, there, it's not a lot of maintenance because our tenants are so amazing. They just take care of the houses like it's their, their own. So it was hard to do the switch, to be honest, but we really, we wanted to try a different strategy and we hired a coach and, um, and uh, now we, we, uh, we tried the multifamily. In June, we closed on a 25-unit portfolio in Truro, Nova Scotia, and it's going really well so far. Um, since closing, we were able to renovate 10 units and renovate all the common areas as well. So, no, it's, it's, good. it's great with partners, and I'm, we're very, very grateful for our partners who are on site. Amazing. So you have feet on the street. You have people over there. You're a partner in, you, so you go from, a, you know, a couple singles in Ottawa where your, you know, tenants are pretty much almost like homeowners in the sense that they're very responsible to a, a 25 unit uh, property in a whole different province. Um, so that is a big jump. And, uh, you know, let, let's maybe talk about, about some of the things that you went through as you were saying, hey, you know, can I, can I do this? Can I go from one to you know, a single family or a couple single families to a 25 plus unit? Like what are some of the things that went through your mind? I know it's, and I always say real estate really is a mindset game. Um, I would say it's 95% mindset. If you think you can do it, then you will achieve it. And I know it sounds like a really, really big jump <laughs> going from single doors to 25 units all at once. Um, but really the systems are the same and we've come to realize that when you apply you know at the bank and when you you need all these documents you know uh, for the mortgage broker or whatever it's not that much more work to apply for a bigger building than it is for a single family and in fact what's great is you know with the, the multifamily they qualify the building instead of looking at your t4 specifically and I think the coaching and the, um, the masterminding and the network behind us really gave us the confidence. And, uh, and, and once we know how to calculate the numbers, it's the same thing, you know, whether you calculate the cash flow for one door or 13 doors or 25 doors, right? Mm -hmm. If the cash flow is there, if uh, the numbers work, then you should just go for it. Um, one thing that's really important for us is we love our jobs. We love our family. We're really busy. You know, our kids do Taekwondo and swimming and all kinds of things. So we really wanted to make sure that for us, real estate was not an extra job, like a third full-time job, basically. Um, because the reason why we do real estate in the first place is to get our time back at some point. And if we want you know, to slow down a little bit on the work side and work part-time, um, we want to be able to, to do that. So it, whenever we get into a deal, we really um, weigh the pros and cons. And we, it has to be um, a deal that's pretty much hands-off for us because we have a very, very busy life. Absolutely. I mean, we, we all do real estate, not because, well, I mean, there might be some, some people there that's, that are, but, but most of us don't care about the brick and mortar part, right? It's, it's what is it going to do for your lifestyle, your quality of life, your time freedom, all of those things is why the majority of us do real estate investing for, and that's just the vehicle to get there, to get to our goals. So 
just to to clarify then, I mean, obviously you, you like to be family and of course the kids and all that good stuff. Are you a passive partner in the 25 unit project? Are you like a, a like, is it, how's, how's the partner split or partnership? Yes. Split? Well, it, it's a really good question. So on, on title is myself, my husband, Matt, that you um, already know, and two other partners Our two other partners live in uh, Halifax. So they're 45 minutes away from the, from the, the buildings, which, which is great. Um, so we're mainly passive for this one. We're equity partners, but passive. Um, so we, we helped with a couple of things from a distance when we first got in, um, you know, set up ten, setting up tenant cloud, doing things like that, whatever we could help doing um, from a distance. But, uh, but for the main part, we are not managing it at all. It's our partner who's doing an amazing job. Um, and he's really supervising all the renos and keeping us informed, keeping everybody informed. Um, and what the beauty is that the money we put in for that deal came from our other houses that we had, you know, in and around Ottawa. So really, you know, our houses made baby, a <laughs> baby that's the building in Nova Scotia. And, and once the refinance is done for that building, then we can reuse the same money to go on and, and invest in something else, right? So, and by having the network... And, and by knowing exactly how to run the numbers, what's a good deal? You know, being able to differentiate a good deal from a bad one, even in, on such a large scale is so important because now we have the connections and we know, we know where to put our money after that, right? So mm -hmm. we're very grateful for that. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors. And Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome, Dylan. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the, the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, Give us a call or text at 905-592-4220 or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. 
it, it is interesting because you're you're active in some deals and then you're passive in some other deals. So, I mean, obviously a, a couple questions you talked about, you know, what is a good deal? What is, is not a good deal? And, and, you know, can you share some insights on like maybe some, some ways that you say, hey, this is like in the yes category. This is in a no category. This is how you, you differentiate between the two. Because there's lots of deals that come your way, I'm sure, you know, every single week. And it's about looking and, and being able to make decisions and, and getting comfortable with it. So yeah, you can make decisions quickly because if you don't, the deal is going to be gone before you do. Yes, 100%. I think it's a, it's a hard question because it's not all black or all white, right? It really depends on the market. So you can't say, oh, you know, a cap rate of it, the cap rate of the 25 unit building was almost at 10%, you know, when we, we, um, we got it, uh, which would be completely impossible. I don't want to say impossible because it's very, you know, Nothing is impossible, I guess, but it would be very surprising, let's say, in the markets like Ottawa or, or Kingston, for example. Um, but uh, no, I think it, it really depends. Sometimes we go into deals more for appreciation. It has to cash flow anyways. That's a non-negotiable for us. But we're okay with this, um, a smaller cash flow in the beginning if we know that it's in a market that will appreciate and we can add value to the property. So it, it's really a case by case. Okay. So like cap rate, you take a look at that, the net operating income, make sure everything's there. Cash flow, you have to obviously account for your vacancy, your property management costs. And I'm sure you've got a list of like 10 other things to, to see from there if it cash flows. And I'm guessing as well, like upside, right? You talked about a little bit of, of the renovations and the units that you're turning mm -hmm. over essentially. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also something that's important is to look at you know, okay, great. You know, it's it cash flows, but like, what can you do to refinance? And you mentioned you want to refinance. So when you're looking at these large multifamily, you got to raise the net operating income. And then based on the cap rate, it's going to give you a new value. And mm -hmm. that's a big, I think that's a big piece, probably something that you consider as well as you're looking at these multifamilies to make sure, okay, what is the upside? And you know, when can I get my money back? What do I need to do? Can you share yeah. some insights on that? Yes, for sure. Um, so for the, the 25 unit, for example, we knew that a couple of units were um, scheduled to be vacant right after we closed on the property. So right then and there, we knew that we would renovate these ones right away. And what we had not planned, though, is that a lot more people than we were expecting decided to leave on their own. Um, I think there was there was only one eviction that we had to do, but that was a process that had already been started a long time ago from the previous owner. But for the main part, the, the tenants, they, they decided to leave on their own. I think they saw a lot of changes happening, you know, when everything is being renovated, the, the main areas, the, the hallways, the laundry room. They, I think some of them, they, I don't know, they got uncomfortable or maybe they, they didn't like the noise anymore. Or, but we certainly never, you know, forced anyone to leave. And we certainly did not try to convince them to stay either you know it's mm -hmm. <clears throat> if they want to leave um, on their own no problem so so that's why we we're able to to renovate that many that many many units in such a short period um yes no so we've calculated that um for for each unit um we could raise the rent um at about three hundred dollars more um, you know, that's the baseline, but some of them were 500 
more, you know, per unit, depending on the work that was done and depending on the, um, the rent, um, the previous rent as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got about a $300 increase on average per unit. And I know the rules are different, obviously, in uh, out in Eastern Canada. However, I will mm-hmm. say things are always changing. So you always want to keep your information current because at the time that we're recording this, you, you might have the government intervene or the province intervene and create some new rules. So it's always important to, to stay on top of that. Uh, I want to go back for uh, a second to, you talked about your, your partners and how awesome they are. Now, how did you find your partners? Did you know them prior? And what advice could you give somebody who's maybe doing some active stuff right now, or maybe not interested in doing active and wants to switch over to be a little bit more passive or do something in, you know, similar to what you just did? I would say network, network, network. That's the name of the game. And that's what we've, did, we've done all year, uh, which we used to not do because we felt like we were pretty self-sufficient. You know, we would save our money and then use that money, you know, for the down payment and then refinance the house and so on. But once you join a network and you have all these investors coming together and, and we all have the same, the same mindset and the same goals, um, it's so much easier to, to, um, to like go um, like to create win-win situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yes, we knew them uh, prior and uh, he's one of the students in our um, coaching program actually. So we saw him in many of the masterminds and we knew he lived in Nova Scotia uh, and we knew that we wanted to invest in Nova Scotia for a long time because Matt, my husband is from there. So we had created a connection, you know, along time before we started investing together and uh, and that's how that's how we did it amazing networking so where can and i know you've you've done a lot when it comes to networking but and and i do agree with you especially if you are also looking to be a bit more of a passive partner because i think a lot of the people the active investors are really actively networking and, and going out there so in a sense you're you're differentiating yourself a little bit by also considering the passive portion mm-hmm. in addition to your active portfolio obviously with the pandemic and the ongoing shutdowns and government's nonsense you know let's let's talk about real estate though where can people go you know today these days to network and you know is it in person is it virtual like what, what's your approach well i think we probably already spoke about that sarah but i always felt like whenever i went to conferences and whenever I went to courses, I thought they were always very enjoyable, but I often felt like I was one of the only women in the room. So um, my friends, really, really great um, real estate investors here in Ottawa as well, Aki uh, Daps and Daniel Onsworth, we started the WINK, Women Investors Network Canada, and uh, we do in-person and virtual networking. And it is incredible the amount of women investors in Ottawa that we have that are such go-getters and who have such a passion for real estate, but also for helping other um, other people and and um, and creating creating an environment where people are comfortable asking questions, whether it's in person or virtual, and uh, and just lifting each other up. So, um, so no, we, uh, we're very, very excited about that. Um, and uh, yes, so 
one month is virtual, the, the other month is um, in person and so on. So make sure you, um, you check it out. We're at uh, wink.investors, W-I-N-C.investors on Instagram. So that's one way to network for sure. That, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I think it's a, a great, a great hybrid as well so that you can get women investors from coast to coast, right? You know, Canada wide, mm-hmm. as well as, you know, getting some of that local energy uh, in person, because there's nothing like networking in person. But obviously, you know, we do what we, we can. And sometimes just if you're further away as well, the, uh, the fact that you can do it online is also a great, uh, a great additional option. Absolutely. And I would say that Zoom really was a, a game changer, um, you know, because of COVID. So there's, there, there has been a couple of positive points, I guess. I don't think we would have networked that much um, had it not been for Zoom with two young kids. It's not always easy, but we know that once the kids go down, it's our time to, um, to network and to, to talk on zoom and now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors hey everyone i just wanted to pause and share with you a financing tip that helped me scale my portfolio and can also help you as well by working with streetwise mortgages i took a strategic goals-based versus a transactional approach to financing and they've helped me develop a financing roadmap that aligned with my goals and gave me some crystal clear clarity on where the money will come from to grow, how to maximize my borrowing power, how to structure future deals and avoid some costly mistakes, saving me thousands along the way. The financing roadmap is complimentary for every client who works with Streetwise and also Very recently, they've offered an additional summary report of the best to invest 18 Ontario markets and also a comprehensive deep dive research into a market of your choice out of those 18. I highly recommend that you take them up on that offer. If you're looking to grow your portfolio, to book a planning session and develop your financing roadmap, email info at streetwisemortgages.com. That is info at streetwisemortgages.com. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Very cool. So, so why the women's group? Um, you know, why is it that you wanted to create something for, for women only? Was there something that happened in your experience or did you find that like people around you, you know, asked you, you know, to do something like that or like, what was it? No, not really. I just felt like sometimes not everybody wants to talk about real estate, you know, as you probably know. And I have really great friends, awesome girlfriends as well. But sometimes it's difficult to find other people to to just bounce around ideas with and talk about your goals without and still feeling comfortable so i i I just felt like it was uh it was very important and i've seen too many women staying in relationships that they were not excited about anymore or jobs that they were not excited about anymore but felt like they had no options anymore and being um being active partners, you know, sometimes and sometimes being passive partners, we've noticed that uh, sometimes the, um, the, the wife is the one that's very reluctant to go on deals and they, they hit the brakes and then they say, oh no, let's not do it anymore. You know, and then they pull the plug and, and we would never, ever, you know, push any investor out of their comfort zone if they're not they're not excited about a deal. That's totally fine. But I just felt like if women 
feel more educated and feel like they understand the deals more, maybe it'll be easier for them to, to invest. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it's balanced itself out a lot more, I think, in the recent years, but it, it, it is still a very male-dominated industry uh, mm-hmm. from an investor standpoint and then especially from a developer standpoint. And, you know, as you get into the conversions and you get into the bigger, you know, bigger deals as well, like it's still very male-dominated. But I, I think slowly, you know, thanks to, to people like you and, and others that are hosting and, and, and educating others, I think it is bringing it back to a little bit more of a balanced opportunity and, and uh, where couples can, can get into it. Sometimes the, like you and Matt, you know, you're, you're both investors, you're both bringing different things to the table and have, uh, sounds like you're on the same page with your goals as well. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's next for you guys? Like what are, for 2022, some of the things you want to accomplish? Yes, no, uh, it's a good question. I, think you know you hear a lot of people say oh i want to grow 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 and you know i need to have 200 units by the end of that year for us it's not like that we see a lot of deals if the deals make sense we invest but we're not um extreme growth oriented you know slow and steady wins the race whether it's investing and and real estate as well um we are very very you know busy with our own jobs which we love so we will continue to invest in real estate, but the moment right now, real estate is super fun for us. It's like, it's basically like a hobby. We really enjoy it. We really like it. Um, so when it stops being fun and it becomes too stressful and we feel like we basically have a third boss and you know, a third job, then we slow down a little bit and, and then, you know, take a break and then do it more. So it has to feel natural and it has to flow. If it doesn't flow, then we, we slow down and focus on our family. And so I think one thing we would like to try is the rent-to-own strategy. Uh, we've never done it yet, but we've read a lot about it. We heard a lot about it. And we think it's pretty awesome to be able to help other families or young couples get into the real estate market if they can't qualify. So we're really interested in, in to that. And the fact that we've invested in single family homes and that we enjoyed it so much, I think, you know, there's, there are some similarities where they take care of the house as if it was their own. So that's one thing I would, um, I would like to dip my, dip my feet in a little bit, you know, rent to own. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's important and you, and you said it, you don't need to have 200 units. You don't need to have three, four, five thousand units if you're not going to enjoy your lifestyle and you're going to be stressed out, like you said, you don't want a third box boss. If you like what you're doing and you want to spend more time with your family, it should be a vehicle to help you with that. And I think that's very, very smart of you. And, uh, and, and to acknowledge that because a lot of people that come on, they're like, I want to have, you know, 500 units in like five years. Like that's cool. But why, why do you need 500? Is it, Cause like ultimately sometimes I feel like it's just one of those, you know, bragging things, which, mm-hmm. you know, when you really talk to the experts, like the mortgage brokers and stuff, they're like somebody with a portfolio that could be twice as large as somebody else's could be underperforming even, you know, like half of what that, that other person has. And, and it's not about the number of doors. It's about the, the types of properties, you know, like you said, like you want to have some good solid properties that are producing what you want out of it, whether it's income creation with the cash flow net worth creation with the equity lift. 
And if it doesn't fit in your portfolio, there's no sense in just adding a unit, just to add a unit, you know? So I think it's really well said. Thanks. No, it's all about quality of life at the end of the day, right? We all want more time for ourselves, more time for our family. And if uh, creating more headaches, you know, it's not the solution sometimes. Absolutely. Amazing. So Esther, the next part of the podcast is a lightning round. And I'm going to ask you five questions that every guest gets the same ones. So you're going to answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Megan Chomut. If you're looking for a great financial advisor to add to your team who actually understands and incorporates real estate as part of your overall plan and gets your money working for you, you can reach out to Megan at meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. And also she's offered for my podcast listeners to provide you with a free, customized, individualized 90-day game plan for getting ahead. So to get that, go to meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. That's M-E-G-H-A-N. C-H-O-M-U-T dot com forward slash Sarah. And now back to the show. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? You know what? I read a lot of real estate books, but the one I'm going to talk about is not real estate, but it's more so mindset and mindset is so important. I really liked the happiness advantage from Sean Anker. It's about the fact that when you're happy at work, you're successful. A lot of people say that you you become happy by being successful, but really your mindset and the way you see things and your positive outlook on things and having the mindset of uh, solving problems, it's really uh, beneficial. So yes, I would go with the happiness advantage. Okay, amazing. I have not read that. It'll uh, be on my, my list. Thank you. Number two, aside from real estate, doesn't need to be real estate specific, but do you have a favorite podcast? Um, I, I do listen to a lot of real estate related podcasts. It's not a podcast per se, but can I talk about a YouTube channel that I really like? Yes. It's a, it's, called Sailing La Vagabonde and it's about a sailing family that sails all around the world and that's the only thing that I watch really these days because I do so many modules and things related to real estate but yeah that's really it makes me travel and explore the world I really enjoy it okay all right very cool number three what do you do for fun aside from anything related to real estate I love, 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 love hiking with my family. We go hiking all the time with uh, my two kids, Matt, in our chocolate lab. And I love to run triathlons. I love to train. Um, And once in a while, do artwork with the kids. Pretty much it. All right. Very cool. Number four, if you lost all of your money and all of your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? I would definitely be an active partner. I would use all my knowledge to find the deals, find great deals and find people who are too busy to invest in real estate. And I would start like that. Okay. And question number five, if somebody has $50,000, they want to know how to get started. How would you recommend they spend that 50 grand? I would spend at least... 10,000, between 10 and 20,000 on education, hire a coach, get into some kind of program or network. And with the rest, um, get into a deal. You know, once you're educated a little bit, take action and uh, find something that works and go for it. All right. Very cool. Thanks for playing the lightning round. Esther, where can my listeners reach out and find out more about you? 
the easiest way would be on Instagram. I'm uh, Esther the Investor, so E-S-T-H-E-R dot the dot investor, and uh, also wink at W-I-N-C dot investors on Instagram. All right. Very cool. Thank you so much for being on the show and, uh, and congratulations on your success. And thank you for giving back as well to the community and providing some opportunities for women to network with each other. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate it. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons. And at the time, they all seemed very valid. But as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away. And eventually, only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked. And also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And, you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.